And happy Monday, Agmi Amri. How we doing? Hope you're good. Tough loss last night, 34-31. But listen, there's blue skies this morning. The sun's still shining. Things will get better. Appreciate all you guys listening and sharing the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and now YouTube. A lot of fun over there. Check it. Yeah, buddy. That is the way you hit it after a victory Monday. I don't know, man, but that was a yeah, buddy, for the for the ages right there. Hey, man, um, it doesn't hurt that bad, does it? It was 34-31, and uh, the team was putting it all out there, I thought. What were you feeling about that game, Eric? Well, first, let me uh, apologize for being uh, somewhat uh, less prepared than normal. It is deer camp, and I have a date with a tree uh, just as soon as we can wrap this up. I haven't had a lot of time to do much, but uh, as far as uh, your question goes, uh, you know, we hung 28 points on the number one defense in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, uh, yes, of course, this is disappointing. It's not Tampa Bay disappointing, mm-hmm. um, but it's disappointing nonetheless. Uh, I think we were, uh, uh, particularly in the second half, thoroughly outcoached. Um, I think, unfortunately, there's a blueprint a little bit about how, how to deal, uh, at least from a special teams level, with, with Green Bay now. Um a pretty darn exciting game. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the vibe down here was very energetic for the first half. The drinks were flowing. I was feeling a whole lot of pace. I was feeling the running game was kind of getting going. And I was wondering how many snaps Alan Lazard was going to get. But at the end of the first half, again, 28-14. And then the second half comes around, Eric, and the third quarter just changed the game. You know, we had four turnovers in the first half total between the Colts and the Packers. And the first notes that I had was, how are we going to respond, right? Always the question. How are we going to respond to these interceptions? And, And, well, we responded pretty well. The third quarter, though, was a completely different story. What are your thoughts on that third quarter? Uh, the third quarter was, uh, you know, reaching into the uh, the history vault. Uh, I'm not sure that the Green Bay Packers have had a worse, less productive uh, quarter of football ever. Yeah. Um, it, you know, who won the uh, second half adjustments by the coaching staffs? <laughs> Pretty clear. Yeah. Pretty clear. Yeah. Um, quick play calls, you know, I think it's also fair because uh, on this podcast, uh, we have uh, really tooted uh, Matt LaFleur's uh, horn mm-hmm. on ingenuity, on play calling. Felt like this was maybe, a, uh, at least the second half, was, was maybe one of the poorer jobs um, that, that he's done. Uh, ultimately, uh, offense, defense, and special teams, uh, he signs off on, and it is uh, ultimately his responsibility. Yeah. Um, well, it certainly is. We, we we missed out big time on the drives that we had because Indianapolis Colts, they get the ball third quarter, and they had possession from minute 15 all the way down to the 743 mark. And then we went three and out, and we're punting 
six minutes into the into the third quarter with six minutes left. They hold the ball all the way down to a minute and fifty nine. I mean, the the Colts had our defense on the field, exhausted. The snap counts were a little uh, varying based on the first half. Everybody was tweeting how fantastic Rashawn Gary was. Second half, didn't see him in as many snaps. Uh, Again, I don't know what the question is with that when we have 84 snaps on defense and he's getting uh, 35 snaps somewhere around there. And uh, by the way, that's a very significant point because Preston Smith maybe had his poorest game as a Packer. Mm -hmm. I know that there were multiple times when I'm – Put Gary in, you know, yeah. put Gary in. He wasn't setting edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the busted coverage on the uh, on the long pass to, I think, the uh, tight end. No, to the the tight end where, oh. where Preston Smith is carrying him He's down on to the Doyle. Yeah. Down to the five. Yeah. Preston Smith covering Burton uh, down to the to the five. Yeah. That, that was ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, I. I yeah, Burton. I'm at a loss, and I I apologize, folks. I haven't had a chance to rewatch this week, and uh, apologies yeah. are not necessary. Uh, it just uh, you're here for your takes and your insight, and you have too much history on the Packers to uh, not give a damn good opinion on here. But moving on to the fourth quarter, again, the Colts had it for the first five minutes. I'm sorry, first six minutes. They just controlled the ball. And what they did was put points on the board. And again, it's that offense. You know, we did not get the big play to get us going in the third quarter like we had in the first half. MVS with the pass interference. MVS with the with the great reception. Um, a lot of things to be said about that. Yeah, you know, we don't uh, we don't get to the point where we're in overtime without MVS. Uh, he uh, first fumble in 40 games played 42 uh, games yeah. or 42 games. Yeah. yeah uh, tough break for the kid. Um, he, he, he wasn't uh, carrying the ball in a, in a real uh, uh, technically Secure. sound, yeah. Yeah, sound yeah. fashion. I was trying to be polite. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I made a rant uh, video this morning because I was so upset and I don't want to put it on the podcast because it was uh, certainly explicit, but I've just, Clearly, and most of the good people on Packers Twitter have had enough of just the idiots out there who put the death threats out there who have, number one, who can have the audacity to make a death threat to a professional athlete because you failed on your fantasy game. Or you missed what, what on What are we talking fumble. about? Oh, it's just what are we not- talking about? Death threats? Oh, yeah. He's got, uh, you know, he's got over 60,000, you know, uh, likes on his tweet he's put out, you know, from last night. It's it's a shame that Packer Nation can take a look at the last play, which is fresh in your mind, where the game could be, you know, the game was decided, essentially. But we ignore the other three turnovers. And we don't look at... We don't look at anything from a perspective of a human. We just sit behind the typewriter. You know, the keyboard is right there. And these chumps who've never played a damn sport in your life. I mean, I'm an all-conference punter. Look what kind of of chump I am. At least I've been there. You understand? At least I was in a team sport and busted your balls out there. Now you're talking about a 24-5-year-old kid who's in the NFL? He's less than two. I don't even know how old he is. He's under 25. And, uh... 
the way people treat it, it's uh, it's a little disgusting. So, you you want you, you want the expletive uh, thing? Go check out the YouTube page. Uh, I don't know how long yeah. I'm gonna have that one up <laughs> before I cool down. Uh, hey. I'm just going to tell you, out of respect for you as a friend and as a Packer fan, that's the one time when you can reference punting when I won't mention my Tanner. I'm just going to say, just uh, going to say that. You know, it, it's uh, it's the well, that's ridiculous. The strength you know, people uh, have behind a keyboard, yeah. Well, that yeah, or or lack thereof. Uh, yeah. The the idea, and that's that just takes me uh, takes me back. Uh, the idea that you're actually threatening somebody based on a play in a football game. Yeah. 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 Listen, that's sick. I, that's sick. I felt better about the loss in this game than I than I felt when we got out of the Jacksonville game. You know. The Jacksonville game felt like uh we didn't perform at all really well. Yeah. This game felt like we performed well. Feel felt like, you know, <clears throat> when you go 3 and out and you, and then you miss your 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 fourth down conversion attempt in the third quarter and you're still within the game. I mean, we, we were putting up points relatively consistently. It seemed like when we weren't turning the ball over, of course, but right. we had a good flow on offense. I thought, and, uh, the, the, our run game seems to, uh, seems to have, uh, abandoned us a bit mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, uh, l- lack of carries to, uh, to, uh, uh, Aaron Jones. I think if you take the one 15 yard run that Aaron Jones had away, he averaged less than three yards a carry on the rest of his, uh, mm-hmm. on the rest of his catches or excuse me, on the rest of his runs, um, uh, really nothing from Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sort of a couple abandoned, first downs, yeah. abandoned the run game. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious with a, with a lead, why, why that was, um, there was a number of really questionable, uh, calls, play calls on the, on the short yardage ones on the fourth down. Um, there's, there, there was no, uh, I, I, it was certainly wasn't, uh, uh, Jamal Williams's fault, but that play that was so easily diagnosed and covered. There's no second option yeah. on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Um, something I heard too, you know, the, uh, last week or two weeks ago, um, Aaron Rodgers was uh, playing and having some fun uh, with David Bakhtiari over Bakhtiari referencing Rodgers' inability uh, to quarterback sneak. And that was kind of a fun thing a couple of weeks ago. Last night, I look, you know, when a team isn't going to cover up the center uh, and you need a yard, mm-hmm. um, goodness gracious, you've got an athletic quarterback. Uh, I, I, I was, uh, you know, we can second guess if, if the play works, um, you know, then it looks genius. And if it doesn't, then it looks stupid. And you got you to gotta step back and evaluate. But it just seemed like there were a ton of of questionable offensive calls and, and maybe even more so on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, um, at one point we had, uh, in the late in the fourth quarter on third, yeah, third and 20, we had seven guys more than 12 yards off the ball. You know, you, you can't give, <laughs> yeah. And something else I wanted to ask you, because I, you know, I can go back and forth about this. The ridiculous, um, well, I don't know if I'd call it ridiculous officiating, but the offensive line, uh, the holding calls mm-hmm. on the Colts at the end. Mm-hmm. Would it have been smarter to put them at first and 30 and come after them than second and 20? 
You know, I, I, not a game-changing thing. I was just curious because, you know, it's a chess match. Yeah, I mean, I think with the way the timeouts were left on the game and they wanted to get the ball as soon as they could with as much time left on the clock, I, I understood why they did it. I just couldn't believe they continued to get penalty calls. Um, <laughs> it we, was we, pretty we amazing. About, we talked about their <laughs> offensive line. Hey, listen, their offensive line <clears throat> did a good job. Absolutely. We, they gave up one sack to, with Phillip Rivers, you know, uh, one sack. But I thought, again, damn, when, when Rashawn Gary's in the game, it's not a straight lane. He, I think he gets – I mean, that pocket gets real tight. And when Darius, it, it's a good pass rush. We're just not cracking that nut yet. Again, people might point to, you know, me being a complete idiot and a, a high school punter. I get it. But I don't know at what point Preston Smith comes into our equation of our, our conversation of what he was in the equation last year, right? He was right. a vital part. And now it's like, yeah, Gary's doing great, but we don't have that consistency on the other side, you know? Kenny Clark is really doing some good things. Lancaster was moving the pocket, but we just didn't get through and, and get that out. And again, credit to Philip Rivers. He slings it out quick. You know, that. First of all, let me just say you're not an idiot. You're an OG Packer fan. You, nope. have, rel you have relevant points um, <laughs> and, and you bring them to the podcast. And on top of that, you're in the top two punters that I personally know from Lakeland High School. And I want you to. <laughs> And I'm, this is another time where I'm not going to mention Mike Hendrick. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Mike, you're welcome. We're making you famous, buddy. <laughs> uh, I, so another thing, um, really to, to, to piggyback on, on our offensive and, and defensive lines, what we saw happen yesterday, we had talked about I mean, last year on our phone calls, pre-podcast, during the podcast, of what Jenkins does, what his talent level is, and to jump in at center. And I believe his snaps were quite a few, quite a few. Hey, let, me, let me interrupt you there. Hmm. On that fumbled snap, I mean, I watched it, and they, they showed it so many times. Hard to figure out, for me at least, what Lindsley did wrong. It seemed like the ball was was and then Rogers didn't you know he didn't yeah. back out of there like mm -hmm. usually happens with those exchanges. It I, it just seemed like yeah. a very uh, very odd one to try to diagnose whose responsibility that was because they mm -hmm. both looked like they did what they were supposed to. Yeah, just I suppose you know it's a, I mean, one of those fluke things that just happens every so often. That's again, that's exactly what I chalked it up to. It's one of those things that never happens with us chance is going to have it that it's going to happen at one point it happens in the middle of a, a damn good game but Lindsley goes out Jenkins moves from guard to center and our boy Runyon moves into left guard with Bakhtiari resigned we had the con uh, the conversations of what happens if Bakhtiari goes well he's not going anywhere now we're looking at the line of the future right now when you have Bakhtiari, Runyon, Jenkins, Patrick, T Lane Taylor, however that falls out, and, and, and Billy Turner, wow, that's a, that's a really strong line right there. Got to give a little plug for our boy Yash Nyman at that point because, you know, who knows? He may be the right tackle of the future. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mountain. 
Well, yes, I, no, they, the, the O-line played very, very well last night. I, I didn't, you know, we didn't, we, the running game didn't work very well, but yeah. the O-line did a great job. Uh, I think Houston got the one sack on Rodgers. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, you could almost, you could almost say that that was holding the ball too long. Oh, and, 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 and and Billy Turner, Billy Turner pushed him, and I, and I guess I, I was listening a little bit, and, and apparently Bulaga and Bakhtiari, for years have talked about how carrying the guy to where they don't think Rogers is, and and then Rogers just happens to step into there. Yeah, but yeah. I think overall, uh, you you got to you got to give it up uh, to John Runyon uh, to to step in to keep stepping in mm-hmm. third time this year. Stepping rookie. in, yep, as a rookie, stepping in and playing solid ball. I mean, he wasn't a, he wasn't a turn style. He did a no. decent, decent job, and it's great on the job training for a for a future starter. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be great having the conversation uh, in the future with uh, Mr. Franza when we talk about Runyon a little more if he keeps uh, playing and, and continues to play. But we'll see this week what happens with Lindsley. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out. Uh, he was walking pretty darn gingerly back to the to the locker room. It did so. not look like a comfortable gait. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, all right, and another thing that stood out in the game was not just Robert Tanyan's touchdown. Uh, Jay Sternberger was really involved in the game. And in the first half, it seemed like, yeah, that's a that's a great tandem to have. And at what point does Mercedes get cycled out and we get another blocking tight end in there? Um, those two have, I think, a, a heck of a tandem written all over them in the future. I, I agree, but I also think that, uh, you know, great job by Mercedes Lewis last night as well. I, I don't see a reason – to not keep the three of them together, you know, for at least a little while longer. Oh, the old I, guy still play. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> argument for me. No argument for me. I, I just see Tanyan and, and Sternberger. They, they could be on our team for the next six, eight years, you know. Uh, Agreed. How did you feel about, again, and I have not had a chance to, to go back and watch. We know about the, or we talked about the first touchdown to Tanyan. Um, but the, the uh, miss to win the game at the end a wide open Tanyan mm-hmm. that that one hurt mm-hmm. that one hurt yeah you know the uh, the fourth and one I uh, I, I was all for it I, I admit that uh, you know kicking a field goal there mm-hmm. uh, isn't playing aggressively I'm tired of us backpedaling um, I have no problem going down shooting and at fourth and one if you can't get a yard uh, and you're an elite team um, perhaps you don't deserve it and that's kind of the way I felt at the end. Uh, we did get a did get back, and we did have the hurry up, which is nice to go down the, the length of the field and, and at least get to the uh, overtime period. Which leads me to the other part of that, and that is the uh, the spiking the ball. Um, I, I I don't understand why you don't have a second play called that you can do a quick out, get out of bounds, stop the clock, an incompletion stops the clock. But to not have that extra play inside the 15-yard line really hurt last night. Mm-hmm. At least you take a shot to the back of the end zone. If it's not there, you haven't wasted that much time, mm-hmm. and you have an extra down. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was disappointing. Whether that's a half a percent, it's a half a percent more than spiking the ball, you know? Right. So uh, one other thing on the offensive side of the ball that – we could not go without mentioning, especially how everybody was bagging on MVS. Our receivers are the best 
blocking receivers that I've ever seen on a team. Our guys are so big, they're so physical, and man, uh, we've never show me, show me the data, show me the players, show show me on other teams where they got receivers, and we saw EQ in there as well. I mean. He, th- we're lucky right now, and the naysayers on the draft are, are failing to realize what we have right now with veterans that are in the system and that are playing for one another, that they got a purpose, and they are of one mind when it comes to blocking, and it's impressive as hell. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. You saw, you saw EQ early and then just sort of lost favor to, uh, to uh, Alan Lazard the rest of the way. But you're, you're absolutely right. Um, Devontae Adams can block. And then you got, you got the big guy in Lazard. There isn't anybody that blocks better than him. Mm-hmm. St. Brown blocks. Malik Taylor blocks. Um, MVS blocks. They all, they all are. Uh, and, and MVS that's, had that's, a great day blocking. Yep. This is, a, this is a, a valuable commodity that's worth rolling with mm-hmm. i'm not saying that we don't add to this group yeah um, but we, we also really haven't seen all that much from uq or from malik taylor um to to know uh, what we really have there well i'd like to see a little bit more from eq and taylor potentially on the kickoff team because darius shepherd is not our answer to return those kicks eric right you know and as we said um, you know lafleur signs off on offense defense and special teams um Sean Meninga, the uh, special teams coach, uh, how could you keep trotting him out there? Um, that's just simply being out coached. And it was that simple, easy, indoor, high kick to the five-yard line, high kick towards the goal line, force him to return it. And maybe if, if Irvin's back there, that's a strategy that can backfire on them in a hurry. Um, but certainly not with Darius Shepard. He got sent down to the practice squad last year for the fumble on special teams. He fumbled again, and he's still going back there. You know, know, I'm thinking to myself, we we don't have anybody on the team that could do better. You know, obvious candidates, you think from the past, D-back, somebody like... Malik or Jair, or, or Jair, you know, I'm thinking Jair, however, you know, just coming back from a concussion, yeah, you sure don't want to expose him to, to, to special teams range. hits, but there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that could, couldn't be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with Darius. I, I think he's uh he's probably a great guy, a great kid, but it's time for somebody else to get an opportunity. I don't know. I'd love to see Malik Taylor. I'd love to see what he can do returning a kick. You know, six foot two Absolutely. flies. Play with like play play like your your games. You, you know your your career is on the line, and I don't see that from Darius. You know he was uh... yeah, or, or or just dipping back into the you know the traditional uh, defensive backfield. But what about a guy like Kadar Holman, who's got mm-hmm. good hands and four three speed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody let me, just, let me just get ahead of next year's conversation when we're talking about KV and Ento <laughs> returning those kicks. <laughs> hey, defensively, defensively, the bat, uh, the the secondary. I got to stop saying backfield because uh, I, I, you know, I the soccer coaching has me thinking backfield when I'm meaning secondary, and people have called me out on it. I'm a little bit of a defensive backfield yeah, is but, correct. But listen. Darnell Savage, we bagged on him. I mean, we gave him the hot iron right on the chest. He's really turning out uh, the last couple weeks, which is great to see. Adrian Amos, I thought, played a damn good game. Biggest question I had was how the linebackers were going to play. Christian Kirksey, 
Kamal Martin. What did you think of those two guys? Well, I think uh, Kirksey's not the sideline to sideline guy that he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, having him on a wide receiver was foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we didn't get to see him uh, enough of Kamal Martin, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when Jonathan Taylor, you know, they switched gears in the second half and Jonathan Taylor's eaten us up. Mm-hmm. W- why we're not going more to a base at that point, mm-hmm. let them, you know, it's like we have no confidence in our cornerbacks and we had mm-hmm. our two big guys back yesterday, mm-hmm. no confidence in them manning up. Mm-hmm. It's all, um, or, or, or going more towards the Fritz Shermer style where you can take two guys and take them out. And, and then you can play more of a base defense that can combat the run. Love Raven green, love seeing him, uh, love seeing him near the line of scrimmage. He, you know, he had great, great fumble, um, uh, caused fumble yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but not a run stopper and not, not, I guess, I, I guess what I'm saying is I would have, once it was evident how badly they were going to kill us with the run, I would have liked to have seen maybe Sean Gary, uh, Martin and Kirksey on the field at the same time, mm-hmm. at least to stop the bleeding. Yeah, well, Barnes is out with COVID, so we can't do anything there. But, again, defensive-wise, the tackling is the issue. When they get 71 yards after first contact and they end up with 100 and whatever, 140 yards rushing, that's the difference right there. You know, We're not tackling again. We're, we're back to the same old, same old. Yeah, you know, again, I, I don't think it's all on Petten. I think that linebackers, secondary, you got to tackle. You just have to tackle. And we have questions, and we're going to continue to have questions because I don't see any kind of firing happening to a team that's ending up, uh, you know, eleven and five, twelve and four. You know, there, there's only once that that's worked out. And that was when Baltimore uh, fired their offensive coordinator. Flacco came to life. Yeah. But this is uh, this is pretty late in the season now. Yeah. Yeah. For, for we, uh, we got to eat. We got to eat what's being served to us, and we just got to improve on what we can improve on. And tackling's where it all starts. Uh, you know, we could talk about how far they're playing off. That's going to drive us crazy. But hey, again, we're not the ones calling the scheme. So who knows? You know, when, when your goal, though, is to design a defense that requires 10, 12 play long drives, not giving up the home run, you know, don't, don't you wear out your own defense as well? Mm-hmm. Keeping them on the field like that uh, just yeah, doesn't sure seem do. smart to me. It just doesn't bend, but don't break is not something I've ever been fond of. Well, the third quarter proved that we, uh, we really took a beating in having them out for that whole quarter affected us in the fourth quarter and it is what it is at the end of the day still woke up this morning pissed off at the people about mvs and how they're uh, treating a uh, f- you know a fellow fam member but not feeling as bad uh, about the loss i mean this is uh it's not an nfc loss number one it's not the bears or the vikings or the or the lions hey man we're gonna move on they're a good team so yep they're gonna go. They're gonna. They're gonna be in the playoffs. So, let's leave it at that. Well, before we head out, Eric, you got any final thoughts? Well, you know, again, this doesn't feel 
uh, like we mentioned earlier, this isn't a, a dobber down worst game ever. We played a bad second half uh, and maybe missed some opportunities to win at the end. Um, but again, it doesn't feel like Tampa Bay. Uh, it doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel like uh, something that we can't clean up. I do think we have to, uh, as has been the case all the way for most of the way through Dom Capers and Petten's entire stay, we've got to get something figured out on Run D. That is uh, that is the Achilles heel. Um, and you know, if you can, we've got this great secondary. Um, but when they're when you can't force a team to pass, it, you know it limits what you can do to create opportunities for your defensive backfield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, I got your back, bro. Well, I, I just I'm proud of the way that in the post game conferences, both Aaron and Matt stood up for MVS. I love that they said they've had the best week of practice going into this game for the season. So just getting, getting into the mindset of when's the right time to peak. We have all kinds of potential. We got a hell of a deck of cars. We got to shuffle them all correctly, get them lined up. That's really all I feel, but I'm just really proud of the way Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur stood behind their receiver that everybody's bagging on. And I can't, Imagine what kind of confidence that gives a young kid after that kind of fumble at that time in the game for people to have your back, man. It makes me proud. Yeah, you know, a lot of his tail off and lack of play at the end of last year was was uh, both attributed to a lack of confidence, but, but also an injury. So uh, I, I hope, uh, you know, we don't get to that point without MBS's catch. Yeah, from the end zone. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one thing. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something uh, to put up on our uh, on our Twitter. Um, speaking of uh, wonderful sort of cool moments, uh, the Robert Tanyan Matt Lafleur sideline exchange was for the ages. Just absolutely love it. I have a feeling that maybe Lafleur needed some ice after that game. Oh, <laughs> Tunyon went full Ric Flair on him on the sideline. Man, it was yeah. awesome. I was ready for the chair to come out, and bust him over the back. Oh, yeah. so awesome! I, I, yeah, man, that's what I mean. The vibe of that team—it's infectious. I love him. Yeah, well. And you know what? We still control our own destiny in the AFC. Excuse yeah. me, in the NFC. Yeah. We're still right there. We're still a viable candidate for a week off. We're still in the driver's seat by a long shot for mm -hmm. the division. We're going to be just fine. We just need to uh, to uh, to learn from this. Learn from this and get better. And, and that's what great teams do. And uh, um, hopefully that's what we do. Yeah, well, seven and three. Not disappointed. Well, listen, guys, Wednesday we have... Peter Jones coming back on the show, and our Packer profile is going to be on tight end Paul Kaufman. He played for the Packers from 78 to 85, and he was the tight end of my youth. Yeah, buddy. Love me some. Love me some Kaufman. Pretty fired up about that one. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere that you get podcasts, you're getting the Acme Army. Appreciate you guys taking the time to hit that share button and pass it along to a friend or a fellow Packer fan who is interested in fun podcasts. Your time, biggest thing you can give us, and we appreciate every single second. With that, Eric, take us out. 
Well, I just want to wish uh, wish everyone a great uh, Thanksgiving week. Um, we'll see you on Wednesday. Got to give a little shout out to uh, my nephew Hans, who's the uh, the only one that has something hanging from the buck pole. So, got to got to give props to the youngster. Um, have a great week, and go pack go. That's it. We've done our duties. Job is done. Put on our chaplain.